Welcome to the Primo House Podcast. This is a podcast about house music, the genre, and music surrounding it. We are house music. I am your host, Roberta, and with me is Cammie Garcia. Hello. And of course, the Primo House DJs, Mr. Trey Garcia. What up? Anthony Garcia. How's it going? And Dorian Perez. Hi, guys. And our Primo House mascot, Miss Dottie Longbody. And thank you, everybody, so much for joining us once again today. And we have a very, very special guest today, the man that has kept me dancing for the better part of the last 10 years. He is the man with all of the soul, Mr. J.J. Lopez. Welcome. I'm the teacher, buddy. We're interviewing you now. That's right. Yeah. I'm on this side of the microphone. We're elated to have you here today and excited to get into some conversation with you so but first let's talk about what we've been listening to this week and uh let's start with our guest jj so whatever you've been listening to like you're cleaning and you're listening to you know some music or you dig in for something yeah. special you found well let me begin by saying that it is a real honor to be here and what a uh, so sweet of y'all and for the consideration and uh, to be to be interviewed on this primo house podcast and so thank you all for keeping the torch going Aww. and for all you all do for the scene yeah, thank you. yeah. oh it's we so awesome honored. and uh so uh it's a great question uh what have i been listening to you know and and i think roberta you you mentioned that it's all about you know kind of your setting you know what am i doing if i'm if i'm doing the dishes uh if i'm doing dishes i'm probably listening to a podcast if i'm in my office if i'm working if i'm in between projects uh, because i haven't really been djing and i've been turning a lot of my attention to the radio station uh, i've been listening to a lot of jazz music and you know which is my other big love in addition to house i love jazz and I've been all summer. I've been devoted to researching the CTI record label, which was founded by Creed Taylor. So really exploring everything Creed Taylor and CTI and a lot of jazz. But um, also, I don't know what inspired it. But um, I've always had a soft spot for rave music, right? Because I came in in the late '80s into the scene, and uh, uh, so my workout playlist for COVID and for the summer has been nothing but like. Uh, late 80s and, and early 90s acid house and like all these rave classics and so it's it motivates me it keeps nice. me going there's orbital in my playlist so i've been listening to the brown album you know orbital's brown album which came in uh, after the peel sessions and and lots of acid house i don't know it just depends on my mood you know if i'm real like frustrated i'm out there like you know jack your body chicago stuff and so that's it it's jazz and like you know 90s acid house yeah Okay, what about you, Dorian? Uh, so, yeah, we were talking about yesterday uh, the long drives to work. So today I found out Los Steppa had a two-hour essential mix uh, put out. So I was jamming that up to and from work. It was, it was amazing. Nice. And what about you, Anthony? Uh, actually, it was uh, during work. I was live streaming. Or I was watching a live stream of uh, Crazy P do a, a live set. Uh, uh, buddy Ken Christensen, he posted a link, and I was watching that. And they uh, they did a live set, and it was super dope. Uh, oh. I don't know if y'all know Crazy P, but it's probably one of the dopest like uh, deep house projects and producers, you know, Sweet. out there. So uh, yeah, it was a really great set. Fun fact: every time Crazy P comes on in our playlist, Anthony goes, "You know they used to be called Crazy Penis, right?" And I'm like, "Yeah." <laughs> <laughs> every time they play. Oh, nice. So it's the it's the is it the same group that was on paper? Yeah. So basically, yeah. Love like them. People, and then once the bigger they got, oh, sweet. The, the penis. 
Yeah, I, I have all those great records. Yeah, they were fantastic. Yeah, I think they were French, maybe. Uh, no, I think they're the British. But yeah, they, they the British. There you go. Put out some incredible music, so yeah, you should check. Good. Wait, wait, wait. Nice. What about you, Trey? Uh, so I, once in a while at the house, Roberto will be like, "Hey, would you play some drum and bass?" So I started out as a drum and bass DJ. Uh, so I've been listening to a lot of it lately, and I'm also. Uh, a, a label whore. So anything that's out on Green Label, uh, Full Cycle, um, just always like digging through that and playing those jams. Uh, one of my favorites though was on Perspective, uh, Tanya Vaughn, uh, Bounce, and I used to kind of try to do a live edit on, this, on the fly with that one. So it was like good to kind of listen to that again from, I think the record's from like 95, but I was jamming it out like 99, 2000. So just a lot of drum and bass. Very cool. Nice. And uh, myself. Um, I've been uh, listening to some Shalimar and uh, Switch, so. Um, Eesh, nice. West Coast. Yeah. <laughs> That's <laughs> all I've been listening to. So um, let's uh, now take a quick commercial break. Hey, everyone. Cami Garcia here. And if you haven't noticed, it's an election year, and so far, it's the weirdest one ever, in my opinion. <laughs> so I have my friend Misty Garcia here, and she's with me because she's a person that gets involved in everything she cares about. Uh, and one of those things is voter registration, so she's just going to help answer some questions. Why is it important to register early? Well, the big thing in Texas, you have to be registered 30 days before the election. Right. So for Texas, to be the cutoff date is October 5th to vote in the November 3rd election. So, but that's getting your application in, right? Mm -hmm. So you still need time to like get your application, fill it out, potentially go mail it or drop it off. And then we're also seeing like uh, delays with the post office. Um, I don't really know what's happening there, but you don't want to wait till the last day and like risk not getting your mail submitted but like the big thing is like you can't wait until November right like you have it has to be approved like before 30 days before yeah so it's something that we should be looking at like right now yeah I wouldn't even wait till October that's gets too risky so I, there's another thing I wanted to clarify like other states because of the pandemic they are doing uh mail-in ballots but Texas like we're not doing that that is correct uh, the global pandemic is not a reason uh, to allow somebody to mail-in vote. You, you, there's only four ways that you can be uh, approved for that here in Texas, and that's you're over 65, you're like sick or disabled and can't physically go vote, uh, you're in jail, or if you're out of town during the election and early voting. Uh, so how does somebody get registered? I guess the best way is to fill out an actual voter registration form, which you get from like your voter registration office. You can see them at post offices. Um, if you actually have really any like uh, really politically active friends, they might be voter registrars. So that means that they're legally allowed to like help people register to vote, and they might have little uh, stacks of official voter registration um, papers in their car or something. Um, yeah. Uh, if and if. If you're not really going out and about, you can also download a, a form. Um, the t site that we talked about earlier, votetexas.gov, they have a form that you can uh, fill out and download. Um, this one is a little less official. It, it's it's informal. The only difference is, is that it takes longer to process. So you definitely can't be waiting until the last minute. Um, you can't be waiting until like the October 5th deadline that I mentioned earlier. Right. Is there anything else that you think we need to add in there? 
No, I don't think so. But I think it's definitely good to be talking about this now, right? Like, so if you're listening to this, don't be like, oh, well, I'll check tomorrow or the next day because we, we know how that will get put yeah. for, pushed further and further back. Like, go check right now. VoteTexas.gov. Uh, see if you're registered. And then uh, take the next steps to make sure that you can uh, have a say in our election in, in November. Yeah, absolutely. So. There's a lot of good information on that website, too. So, you know, whatever questions you may have, there's phone numbers, addresses, whatever it is that you need. It's all there. All right. Thanks so much, Misty. Thanks for having me. Absolutely. Catch you later. And we're back. Cammy, take it away. JJ, we know your relationship with local radio, and we've seen you play at the Soul Spot for years. I think Roberta and Trey actually started talking at one of your gigs. Oh, you guys met That's at true. Well, we knew each other, but nice. we started talking at one of the gigs. Yeah. yeah. All right, Soulspot does that. There's love in the air. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Fun fact of the day. Yeah. Like, Damn it. Can't get like rid it. of her since. <laughs> oh, whatever. <laughs> yeah. uh, but we wanted to get your take on the evolution of house music and the changes in the scene here locally in San Antonio. Yeah, that's a great question. And uh, I'm uh, Trey, thank you so much for sending those in advance because I think I could have, when I, when I really thought about it, I was like, oh, well, you know, I'm really happy. You know, the evolution of house music is cool. But then I really had an opportunity to meditate on... Uh, on that question and uh, and so here's my answer Uh, I am really grateful for the evolution of house music because if you think about it uh, those of us who who love dancing you know I I have been a dancer since I was like 10 you know my first record was Beat Street I was 10 I told my mom I gotta go get this record and it was 1984 and it was at Walmart you know and I bought the vinyl and then by 89 I was in my first nightclub that was and then that was it I was I was hooked you know everyone was going to the football game and I was like I gotta go to the nightclub mom and uh, so I uh, I think about all of the genres and all of the representation of music and popular music and the blues and jazz and country. And I'm so grateful that for people who love dance music, that dance music through house music has representation in the in the music of in the history of music, you know. Otherwise, you know, it could be dominated by classical music, which was such such a the thing for so long and in a high minded art. Um, but but with the evolution of house music, it has risen to this place now um, where where it has great acclaim. You know, I think DJs now have become like superstars, right? They're packing stadiums. That's, that's nothing new. Um, so I'm very pleased with it. Its evolution, um, I think, is quite varied and diverse and represents um, uh, just the, the multi- sort of all the attitudes that have come out of popular music for house music i'm grateful for more of the soulful side that it's that intersection of gospel and soul and jazz i i love that Um, i'm really happy with it but i'm also again i'm a huge rave fan and i uh i am not one of those guys that was like that looks down on my time on the rave scene i was I'm all about it. And, and if it was here today i would probably still be there and i wouldn't flinch i i love it right yeah, yeah. Actually, yeah. I've been listening to you talk about this. Uh, honestly, yeah. I've looked forward to this interview for a while. That's actually where uh, JJ and I first met. Was, no. uh, right. Austin City Music Hall. <laughs> and he was, um, what was it? Uh, I can't remember which show it was, but yeah. Rave Call Sharon? Which one? Rave Call Sharon. Who knows? Armageddon. <laughs> There's so many great <laughs> Yeah. And um, so anyways, I'm, uh, I'm really appreciative of the history of house music. You know, I don't know if that's a satisfactory answer, but in the greater scheme of, of music and representation, I'm so glad that we all have a place in the history of, of music in general. Absolutely. So. I, I, I'll throw it before you ask your question. 
I think for so long we've been quote unquote underground, right? But the more and more I see it or think about it and research music for these shows, I'm like, you know, we're actually not that underground anymore. And it may not be a bad thing. I think house music, uh, because it takes so much from like you said, blues, jazz, uh, hip hop, there's just so much more of it out there. Um, I'm really appreciative of that. Yeah. I think that's a, oh no, I was going to say, I think that's a really interesting dynamic when people reference the underground and then you've got like, if it's not underground, what is it, right? It's crossed over and it's commercial, but I think it's, it's all existed at the same time. You know, when, when CC Penniston came out with walk on by, which was really came out oh, of the I'm house scene. And, yeah. <laughs> you know, she had like, you know, she was really one of the, I think one of those early house stars, you know, it was, it crossed yeah. over. She had a video on MTV, you know, yeah. and then, you know, by the time Madonna got in vogue, I mean, house music was already taking off. I think at the same time though, it was evolving and, and, and going in all these different directions. The underground came and, and then rave happened. And uh, so, yeah, yeah, I think it's all, it all happened at the same time. Yeah. And then the timeline, there's a full spectrum, right? And it's different for everyone, right? So you, you mentioned CC and then Madonna. I think for me, it was more like Soul to Soul and, and some of those tracks that were really introducing me into the kind of dancey stuff. Do you like? Oh, yeah. yeah. And, you know, some of, of, of the Soul to Soul's earliest gigs were at those great 80s field raves. They were a huge hit on the rave scene, you know, because the rave scene in the very beginning was quite different from our perception or our experience of, you know, you think it's acid, but it really wasn't. It was quite balearic and, and yeah. quite Chicago y, you know. Yeah. Anyways, but I digress. <laughs> well, you said something about like, uh, you said that house takes from so many genres, but I think so many genres also take from house. And so when you listen to a lot of pop music, I think you hear a lot of like songs where you're like, that's, that whole bit right there is a house song. <laughs> yeah, the, the repetitive stuff is, is key, I think. In oh, no doubt. Music. The repetitive yeah. repetition and then also the they understand the pattern of the production where you get these peaks and valleys and they understand what pumps people up. So I, I agree with you on that one. They pull from, from house. Yeah. yeah, to the great credit of house music, you know. So JG, uh, you know, I love your DJ style and of course the dancing and uh, actually JJ was one of the, um, was somebody that we actually asked to uh, DJ at our wedding, which just so you know, he is not um, somebody that you can call to mm -hmm. hire for, <laughs> that's not his style, but he just as a favor, as you know, friend, he agreed to uh, DJ at our wedding, but you know, of course with COVID happening, we had to pull the plug, but um, I did want to ask you, can you tell us a little bit about your DJ style and the sounds that you like to incorporate into your sets? Yeah. Um, my DJ style, I don't know. You know, I, I clearly I had to learn to beat match like everybody else. And I spent years just focused on the beat match. And you if it didn't it match, I was, yeah, <laughs> I was really, you know, I was like, you know, I, I was really fixated on that. And then once I learned how to beat match and then I think I, I played house music for so long, um, and when I started to discover that, oh, wow, this, this music has a great rich history that is founded in acoustic music, which is like disco. And then once you start to learn how to play disco and then you realize, oh, 
disco is the evolution of maybe possibly it's a stretch, but you know, all the things we experienced in the Motown movement, right? There were these big numbers, right? Um, and, and things that happen on the Northern soul scene. And as I explored the rich history of DJ culture and how it advanced, including what happened behind the turntables in terms of mixing style, uh, it really opened me up. And then I realized, you know, sometimes I don't have to mix the record. If the record has an ambient intro, then I should respect the producers and why not play the ambient intro? It's my job to find the right place in the night to, uh, really work that nice ambient intro into my set. And then uh, now it's been so much of that that um, I beat match when it calls for it. And if I don't beat match, then I don't have to. If it has a very dramatic drum intro, like a rolling drum, then utilize the rolling drum. Um, it's I, I let the records and the, the songs dictate really how am I, how am I going to mix this? You know, am I going to cut it? Uh, am I going to slip cue? Am I going to blend? Yeah. So, uh, yeah, that's that's a little, I think, about my, my style. I let the records dictate what I'm doing, you know? If it's got a real funky drum intro and it's dramatic, then, then let the record do that, you know? I highly respect um, records in that way. I don't try to force a record. That's, that's really difficult, you know? Uh, try to not play it if, you know, like try to avoid changing the pitch and changing the voice, you know? I try to keep everything in the, in the key. Uh, so when I pick records, it's really eclectic. I'm not afraid to go with my gut and pick a lot of disco and a lot of soul and a lot of funk and a lot of house. And I don't know what the moment will call for it. I'm not one who practices a set in my bedroom and then take it to the gig and then try and duplicate that because um, the aesthetic and the ambiance is not going to match what I was putting together in my room. I did that for so many years when I was real early in the game and, and I learned it doesn't work like that. Yeah, whenever so. I used to go see you at Soul Spot, I always knew like, oh, he's in this mood tonight because every time you play, you were either in like a real like seventies like dis like like heavy disco, and then like another night you'd be more you know high tempo. It just it would always change. So I, I love yeah. that it was always something different when I go to hear you, but I still loved everything that you played. So yeah, the hope is that I just see it all as soul music. You know, is it is it disco? Is it house? Is it fun? It's, it's just all soul. And then the hope is that it all kind of comes together somehow in the night. Sometimes yeah. it works. Sometimes it's terrible. <laughs> I do remember yeah, sometimes uh, one of your sets. Um, you know, as you mentioned, you know, we all study beat matching so much, and you know, we, we want to play well, and and you want to transition the next track to the next track. And I remember one time watching you fade a track out, and you brought another one in. My and at first I was like, whoa, what's he doing? And then, like you said. You feel the track, you feel the music, and I'm like, oh, I get it now, man. This dude's dope. He can do whatever he wants. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Um, man. Yeah, it can, it can be. Yeah. Man, JJ, thank you so much for sharing uh, your techniques with us. Uh, but speaking locally, what are your thoughts on the local scene here in San Antonio? And uh, maybe what are some of the insights you've seen and little nuggets of info you can share with us, though? Sure. I'm the eternal optimist and I love everybody in the scene. And I think that um, if, if you're a, a very young DJ, uh, so long as you don't come on the scene and you're like cocky and stuff, like you know, like that's always kind of a turnoff. This is like a such a loving movement that this is not necessary. Um, but I'm I, I appreciate everybody's effort. You know, if it's a young collective that just comes on the scene and they're grinding out and they're contributing or if it's these great veterans who have been on the scene for a long time, the people that taught me like Joe Alfaro and Mike Castillo, you know, like I learned how to beat match from Mike Castillo, Mike Angel. 
like you know we worked together at underground sound and i was the 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 manager of the record store and and he worked there too and um so i I see it all together but he did make me scared by staring at me while i was playing (laughs) several times so i was like i gotta get better was he judging you he was judging you man I got a great interview with that guy. It's, it's, it goes back to the 70s. He's a great link. And perhaps that's a great place to start, Dorian. Uh, I feel that we continue this great tradition with respect to these people who came before us. And if we know our history, it sounds, that sounds so like um, cliche, but if we know like, oh cool, Mike Angel and all those guys were on the, on the disco scene and they kept the spirit going and they play house music and then we learn from them that when we play with young people and they're inquisitive, that you know perhaps you're like hey man like you know uh you, you don't have to beat beat match everything you know you can you could just drop it on the one and and you hand off that knowledge of this of this beautiful culture um i'm i'm optimistic man i think everybody's efforts are, are well warranted i think it falls apart when we get siloed and we think that that we've got a claim or a stake or a hold on on, on this movement and its culture it's very difficult to have a claim and a hold on culture because it's so dynamic and everybody is being expressive. Um, so long as they're not mean about it or rude, um, we all there's room for everybody here. Um, I also think that I've always appreciated how dynamic our scene was, as, as small as it was. You know, Trey, you mentioned the drum and bass scene. I was, I was a huge drum and bass fan, man. LTJ Bookham, I saw him like five times throughout the yes. 90s and 2000s. Um, I always appreciated the, the the guys that brought on like the the more underground stuff and the and and people that like JD Sound System. Those guys are still keeping the rave scene going, yeah. you know. And and sure. I've I, when I was young, Alex. he was working yeah, lights at our shows, and so it's it's very cool, man. I, I'm very yeah. respectful. Uh, I will say this because um, uh, I don't want to be long winded, but one thing that i realized early in the game is what gave me a lot of pride about being part of the san antonio scene was the sooner we realize that we're doing it for us and we don't have to be new york we don't have to be austin that's where it all started everyone's like well y'all aren't austin i was like well i don't want to be austin we're way more soulful Mm -hmm. we're way more better and uh and and, and we're 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 real down here and so i think the the moment i realized that i realized man we got a special thing here this is our thing you know, do yeah. I love to travel to San Francisco? Did I love to go to Ibiza? Of course I love going, but I, I always came back and I tried to not make those comparisons because it's not it's not fair to our scene. Right. Well, you know. at least we all know we have the better breakfast tacos. Though. <laughs> <laughs> That's, right. That's right. Truth. And, and we would go world, and we would go after a night. We would go get them. <laughs> you know, I remember that. I met Madi really in a taco shop. Anyways. Nice. Yes. Nice. That's not racist Shout at all. Shout out to Madi. <laughs> Shout out to Madi. We met on the dance Shout floor for real. Tacos. I was like, man, she's at all my gigs. Look at that girl. She's cute. Nice. So. <laughs> yeah, it's a lot of uh, wonderful insight, JJ. Uh, you know, we're all the same thing. Primo House, we just want to be a part of it all and do something and, and, and provide and tri- you know, contribute however we can. So, Yeah. That's the beauty of it. That's what we're here to do. You know, there's enough room for everybody. And it's time for a quick commercial break. For more information about the podcast and the Primo House DJs, visit primohouse.com. Thanks for checking out Primo House Podcast with Cami Ray, Roberta Rinaldi, Anthony Garcia, Trey Garcia, and Dorian Perez. This is what San Antonio culture is about. My name is Rick Latta. I run Sprout Sessions. You can catch some mixes that we've accumulated over the years at over on our Mixcloud page at Sprout Sessions. Thanks for everything you do to make house music what it is without the listeners, the dancers, 
It's nothing. And we're back. So shall we move on to the lightning round? Yeah. Lightning round. <laughs> I want to meet that guy. <laughs> That's awesome. Lightning round. Lightning. Round one. That's great. So, welcome to the lightning round. Before we go, we have some questions for you, Mr. JJ. Okay. And uh, are you ready? I'm ready. Okay. Question number one: If you're stuck on an island, pick one album that you get to take with you. Diamond Life from Sade, 1984, debut album. Ooh. Jesus. Number two, what answer. is your favorite curse word? Son of a bitch. Yes. Finally. Wow. <laughs> Everybody <laughs> says fuck. Everybody's fuck. To not say fuck. Yeah. <laughs> no. Episode 12. <laughs> That's going to be our, the name of the podcast. Okay, Son of a question number three. If you could collaborate on an album or a single, who would you like to do that with? Ooh. Anybody, dead or alive? Oh, dead or alive? Mm-hmm. Um, sure. Leroy Hudson, protege of Curtis Mayfield, one-time Ooh. impression, and uh, a fantastic arranger and producer, and one of my favorites and a great vocalist. Leroy Hudson, the Windy City Sound of Chicago. Oof. Mm. You're a beautiful soul, man. <laughs> Number four, what is your most commonly used emoji? Hmm. My most commonly used <laughs> emoji. Well, that's a good one. Eggplant's all in his head one. right now. I know it. I know it. <laughs> it's probably, probably the thumbs up. I'm pretty <laughs> lame with that. Thumbs up, yeah. I don't... Uh, that's okay. Yeah. Number five, what is your favorite dance move? <laughs> what's my favorite dance move uh man I mean, it's kind of uh, hard uh, to like describe no no it, i got this yeah nice. my favorite is a drop a drops are a drops are my favorite you know <laughs> the drop is like you know um it's great because you can do a drop and a twist you can drop you know and come you back can, like, you can do a james bound drop yeah, I just yeah, I mean, I, I, I also up rock, and a, yes. and a drop is a part of that. So. And little uh, side note: if anybody, whenever this whole like pandemic is over, and you go see JJ, one of my favorite things about him is while he's playing, if he's really like, he's always feeling the music, but when it, he's really feeling the music, he jumps <laughs> off the stage and dances. Oh my god, the best! Nice. So much, so much for the lightning round. <laughs> Actually, there's a little there's a little insight there. You know, oh, yeah? if you Please ever get provide. if you're ever not having a good night, this is for the DJs. If you're having a hard time and you're just not like, I'm just can't get the vibe. Yeah, you know, you've had those nights, right? Like something's oh, yeah. not right. Mm-hmm. Put on a long record. Go out on the floor. <laughs> go out on the floor. Get into the sound system. Just dance the song. I, man, puts you right in the vibe. It'll tune you up. That's amazing. Yeah, true story. True story. Another true story. Sorry, I'll let you get back it's to your lightning round. I know, but I got to tell him something. <laughs> oh, that's right. You know, funny, JJ is is my fiance's favorite DJ. <laughs> hey. Aww. He likes to rub that, yeah. I'm like, I what the Because I, I take Roberta's requests. Because I'll take Roberta's <laughs> requests. Because I'm like, I'm like that's, le- that's legit. That's Actually, legit. That's um, legit. That's a great yeah. segue. So um, hopefully you will know what I'm talking about. So we had this discussion one time. Um, and that's one of my questions. Uh, tell me what you do when someone asks you for a request while you're playing. Do you remember uh, what you Oh, told nice. Me? I do. I do. If I if it's in the box, I'll play it. If it's not in the box, I'm sorry. I can't help you. No. And, uh, actually, we have to edit Sometimes. This. Unless. <laughs> <laughs> no, you told me. One time you told me um, 
if somebody's being super annoying that you tell them I will play your song but you have to tell me what what label Oh, yeah. Well, that's like the second phase, you know, oh, if okay, they really okay. get pushy and uh, <laughs> like if we're at Soul Spot and like people ask me, I'm like, that's legit. But if they really get annoying, you know, I'm like, who even recorded that? Like, yes. what label is that? You know, I love it. like for real, you want the address you know? of the studio. <laughs> yeah. And don't give me the cover artist. I want the original. Nice. Yeah. OK. And the last question, what is your favorite pair of sneakers? Uh, I'm an Adidas Lacombe fan, and that's uh, based off the Australian uh, tennis shoe, the 80s, the early 80s mm -hmm. one, but they reissued it, and I got two pair, green and black, one of my favorite shoes. So nice. it's the Lacombe by Adidas. <laughs> nice. All right. So are they sponsoring us? I know, right? <laughs> I hope so. Uh, and if you are, that's great. we will happily take your shoes. Lacombe. That's why. I, I would love a pair of free Lacombes. That would be yeah. sweet. So. Light on your feet. So I'll take a Snickers. Like a Shout out Adidas. Sneakers. I'll take some CVS chanclas right now. <laughs> yeah, nice. We'll change the name of the podcast. <laughs> All nice. right, guys. So we're coming up to the end of the pod of the episode. Um, but before we go, let's get some plugins. JJ, um, do you have anything that you want to plug? Uh, the episode. Um, this episode will actually uh, air at the end of September. So. I do. I am a proud board member of the AM Project, and they do great work for the niños and children right here in San Antonio. And uh, I just want to share with everybody that you can check them out at theamproject.org. If you are, uh, if you're interested in learning how to DJ, if you have a child who wants to learn how to DJ, if you have a relative or a friend, um, check out the AM Project. They do really great work. They also offer music classes, electronic music classes, and they're doing a lot of it virtual, so you don't have to go anywhere. And uh, I think it's worth it. So we that is a great credit to San Antonio that we've got a DJ school. You know yeah, what I'm saying? Like, that's pretty legit. That's legit. It is. We're, and they show us a city. lot of love. And that was actually yeah. in our script here. One of the things we wanted to ask you about the AM Project. And you just just did it. So wonderful. Thank you. <laughs> there it is. Check them out. So, Trey, uh, what are we plugging here for Primo House? Well, do us a favor and share our page with your friends or those you believe would really dig hearing some, uh, some house music and some podcast content. Subscribe wherever you listen to podcasts and visit our website, primohousemusic.com. Again, that's primohousemusic.com. Um, it is a quick uh, central location for all the links to all of the music and our, and our music as well. Uh, speaking of music, we will be releasing here soon back-to-back um, uh, -back of all three of us, actually. Our first back-to-back-to-back -to -back -to -back, yeah, yeah. Uh, with Anthony, Dorian, and myself. Um, that'll be coming out here shortly. Um, and then in September, I'll be sharing uh, a set with Big Pack. Uh, for house salad in Mexico. I'm really excited about that. Uh, glad that I was able to work with them and, and get something out. So I'll be releasing that mid-September as well. Yeah, yeah. And thank you, JJ, so much for joining us. We so like appreciate your time and being one of our guests today. Yeah, so man. thank you so much. Yeah, thanks for everything you do. Thanks, JJ. Yes, thank you very no, much. thank you all. Yeah. JJ, <laughs> Sweet. Thank you all. Adios. Bye. 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 Bye, guys. <laughs> <laughs>